Sammy Davis Jr. and Terry Bradshaw would be proud. It's one more thing. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. Sammy and Terry? If you're of a certain age, well, if you're of a certain age, you don't you don't even recognize either one of those names. But if you're of a certain age, you remember the movie movies, Cannonball Run. There, there's a Cannonball Run and a Cannonball Run 2, yep. as, as a lot of sequels are. The second sequel, the sequel was not near as good. But you had, uh, you had your Burt Reynolds, you had your Dom DeLuise, you had your some of your stars of back in the day. But what the movie was about was this cross-country race, just to see who could get across the country the fastest. You know, and, uh, you know, you drive as fast as you want. You get tickets. That's your own problem. Well, it turns out that is still going on. I didn't know that. And it finished wow. up the other day. And somebody set a new record of 27 hours. Whoa. I don't even see how that's possible. Wow. 27 hours and 25 minutes. Because I have driven halfway across the country without stopping or without sleeping a number of times. Um, and uh, so I know how long that takes. And I pretty much did uh, B to the W uh, uh, when I did that. So and it f- took me like 17, 18 hours to get halfway across. From L.A. to New York, 27-plus hours. Uh, total fueling time at all the gas stations was just over 22 minutes. Wow. Yeah, it's, which is absolutely amazing because wow. that's one thing that really slows you down. Oh, yeah, that's right. Dean Martin was in there. Yep. Some young lovelies of the time, the old Cannonball oh, yeah. Run movies. An average travel speed of 103 miles an hour. Yeah, I never drove that fast when I was Whoa. doing the... wait a minute. <laughs> and Averaging inc- 100 miles an inc- hour would be really, really hard. And that's including the times that they are dead stopped at the at the gas station. So the Whoa. actual sure. moving times is probably the average was much higher. So, so you're telling me for every minute they had to slow down to 75, they matched that with a minute of going 125? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if other yeah. nutty people do this, but when I I've done a lot of long drives, uh, and I always keep pretty close track of miles and speed and stuff like that. It's really, really difficult to average 50 miles an hour. Even if you're driving like 80, it's hard to average 50 miles an hour. Because when you stop to get gas, you lose so much time. Yeah. And you got to pee and you got to eat. And well, obviously, like these, these people are taking speed and yeah. peeing in jugs, right? Uh, they, they got a team of drivers, so they don't have to rest. Oh. I don't know how you refuel that fast. Oh, Bart, 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 Bart Convy. There's a good showing. We're watching, <laughs> oh, yeah. we're watching a little of the trailer for yeah. Cannonball Run. Some of your great stars. Roger Moore was in that, too. Mar- hey, that's uh, Peter Fonda. Yeah, that's, that's a cool yeah. That's, yeah. A young a cool Jackie star. Chan. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Don't you remember that? Well, I, I, I hope he was portraying some sort of vaguely racist figure. What a star-studded fest Cannonball Run was. Burt oh, Reynolds really had the market cornered on. I'm just going to drive fast across state lines there for a little while, yeah. didn't he? Oh, yeah, With he the was, Smokey and the Bandit and this. Yeah, right. He was the best at that. You know, I've never seen uh, either one of those movies. You've never seen Smokey and the Bandit? Nope. I've never seen Cannonball Run. Really? I haven't seen Cannonball Run. I've seen Smokey. Too lowbrow. I was watching Amadeus at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Cannonball Run is pretty silly. I mean, it's got Dom DeLuise in it and a frustrated Burt Reynolds because Dom DeLuise is his teammate. But uh, that's a silly movie. But uh, the other one we mentioned, Smokey and the Bandit, is is an actually good movie. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, that's a a good movie, especially if you're like a 12-year-old boy. Oh, there's the Jackie Chan. Yeah, yeah. Doing the moves. Look at that. Jackie Chan's kicking the shit out of people. Yeah, no kidding. Wow, bam. <laughs> as is his want. <laughs> Anywho, that's enough of that. So Fabulous. if you want to get involved in that sort of thing, a cannonball run, I don't know, go online and find out where they do it. Look out for the fuzz. Yeah, keep your eye out for the fuzz. Speaking of the stars of yesteryear, uh, Willie Nelson has announced he's quit weed. 
uh, which is, um, well, it's kind of kind of sort of surprising till you think about it a little bit. I didn't realize how old he is. <clears throat> yeah, he's 86. He's dang oh. near 90. And he said, look, I've abused my lungs quite a bit in the past, so breathing is a little more difficult these days, and I have to be careful I don't smoke anymore. I'm sure he's just doing edibles and THC yeah. oils and whatever. And um, But, man, he's, he's, he's uh, gotten his buzz on on the roof of the White House. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's confirmed? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With, uh, was it Trish Nixon? I don't think anybody's ever said for sure which, which administration and with who, but uh, it's... Uh... I thought, was, I thought it was during Jimmy Carter's era. I think that's you the, know what you're I think right. That's yeah. the story. Yeah, you're right, Marsh. But yeah, he said he wouldn't say who it was with to protect them. But yeah, yeah. So one of the great pot smokers hanging it up. But again, he's getting his THC another way, which yeah. is good. tough to do during the Nixon administration with Elvis wandering the halls as a drug czar <laughs> with his badge. Yeah, <laughs> keeping us safe. Right. Yeah, you know the, the smoking anything, setting it on fire, and inhaling the smoke is a bad idea. Um. In the the whole vaping THC thing seemed like a really great solution when it came along, but it's the like aftermarket semi questionable stuff that's killing all those people, yeah. right? Yep, that's what they think. So, are there any? Uh, and I don't, I don't know. I'm not in this world anymore. Um, Adrian Barbeau with an appearance in the oh, Cannonball Run. There. I remember that. H O T couldn't be hotter, oh, oh. especially in that outfit. When were those clothes popping? Nobody I knew ever wore an outfit like that. But. I was alive during that period, like 1980. Look at that outfit, huh? There you go. Yes, indeed. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All Singular right. jumpsuit with the matching yes. color belt. Like yeah. Satin, it would appear to be some sort what? of... What? Um, so, uh, folks, Google at home, uh, Adrian Barbeau uh, images and enjoy this. <laughs> So positive, Sean. You uh, you've you've uh, consorted with junkies. Are there any good, solid go-to THC vaping products that everybody knows are solid? Is there like a Coca-Cola of of, of THC vapes, um, or is it all a little sketchy? No, there certainly are bigger, more established brands. And if you are buying from a essentially a, a pot shop, you're more overwhelmingly more likely going to be fine. Uh, so many of the the horror stories of these things were from things like mail order, black market right. in in states where it was not regulated or legalized yeah. in any way, and so okay. people were doing uh, desperate measures, so to speak, in order to to get some. Mm. So okay. would it be similar to the like during prohibition when people were going blind from yeah bathtub poorly made moonshine? Yeah, very yeah. very similar. Uh, yeah, this was more of an attempt to to cut and stretch out. The, your your product, um, it seems, than than deliberate kind of uh, ineffectiveness in the in the process of making it. But but yes, very similar. Hey, leave it where it is, Hanson. Going back to looking at the screen in the Cannonball Run movie, look at that cell phone in their car down there in the lower <laughs> left in the year about nineteen eighty. That's, that's just a cell phone. That's just a house phone that's attached to the <laughs> dashboard of a car. But it looks it's yeah. awful large. <laughs> you could beat a moose to death with it. <laughs> oh yeah, the old cell phones that you carried around in a bag and weighed yeah. like thirty pounds. <laughs> then the first actual like it was on its own with a battery phone, the brick phone. You could have easily bludgeoned Colonel Mustard in the study with that. I mean that that phone, the the brick, the original brick cell phone was a weapon. Yeah. Oh, hey, speaking of um, of drug use and stars of the 70s, so I mentioned on the Armstrong and Getty show that I had uh, I just finished up reading Elton John's autobiography, Me, which was OK. 
It was okay. It was not great. And you've read um, a number of the rock and roll biographies. Yeah, really most of them of much note. Um, and and it, again, it was not bad. And he's an interesting guy. He had a hell of an upbringing and... And he's a musical genius and the rest of it. But I don't know. I just I don't I don't like him <laughs> that much. He seems like an impossible guy to deal with. But he, he's remarkably open about his his drug use and abuse and addiction and getting free of that. Uh, that I think is pretty he, pretty cool. He's very, very straightforward about it. But he mentions that his hit bottom period, uh, no pun intended, <laughs> as he is open gay wow. man. Wow, um, that was that was weak. <clears throat> you with your puns, you with your he, gay puns. He spent, and I can't remember what kind of spawned this uh, tailspin, but he spent days and days doing blow. Coke all day long, jerking off to gay porn oh, oh my God. and swigging down whiskey. Oh. And then as soon as he could, he'd get back to it. Just nothing but that for days and days you and think, days. You would think once you came out of that, like just momentarily for a while, you'd think, is this what I want to do with my life? I mean, you would think that hit you pretty hard. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he actually he was he was with a guy. He had a, a steady at that point um, who uh, checked into rehab over Elton's vociferous uh, objections. And and the guy came back and he said, look, yeah, I, I will see you. I will meet with you. But my counselor's got to be with us and I want to talk to you about it. And, and and he came back and it was at the end of that binge. And Elton said, yeah, yeah, this can't go on anymore. I want to get help. And so he he did. He did the rehab thing and it worked. It stuck. Yeah, it's a mystery as to when or yeah. why that ever happens for people. And some people it just never happens for where you decide this isn't what I want to do. It's a complete mystery. Yeah. But I, I tell you what, the one part that I really did enjoy and gave me a great feeling was his sober life. He's equally open and unguarded uh, about how much better it is and how, you know, he and David Furnish, his husband adopted um, or actually they had a surrogate um, have a couple of sons and they adopted the sons and his discussion of how much more fulfilling life is raising the boys than anything he's ever done in his life and how he's so glad he's sober and the rest of it, it ends up being good inspiring yeah. it's good stuff more fulfilling than the the coke porn bitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really? wow. sean surprisingly enough yes Man, he I says gotta, i gotta live more life so so that reminds me of reading the eric clapton autobiography uh which i will never look at eric clapton again the same way because he comes off as a shallow just not very bright guy but mm -hmm. um uh when he finally decided he was gonna quit drinking he had this guy that would come pick him up every day like late in the morning, and then when they would go to the pubs and drink all day long and play pool and darts and arm wrestle. That's what he did, and he did this for years. Arm wrestle? Clapton was huge. <laughs> Clapton was huge into arm wrestling. Wow. He said my I right would not arm, have guessed that. He said my right arm was no good, but I could beat anybody with my left arm. And he'd challenge people in pubs to arm wrestling. God, wow. I, I wish I had known that was going on. I would have flown to England to the little town he lived in and hung out in the pubs with Eric Clapton drinking and arm wrestling because anybody could have. He yeah. was just hanging out in a regular place. Yeah. But anyway, when he finally reached the end of his drinking, this guy that he'd been doing this with every day for, I think, years, guy pulls up uh, to pick him up for their daily uh, drinking binge. And Clapton says, you know, I've quit drinking. And the guy says, well, fuck you then, and gets back in his car and leaves. And he hasn't seen him since. That's the spirit. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow.
No time for quitters in my life. Right. Wow. Oh, wow. Boy. I only deal with winners. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Having read a bunch of the rock star biographies, there are some that stand out, including Elton's and and Pete Townsend of the Who was like this as well. But um, and you know, I I think our our theme is. If you are going to be really successful at something, you can't be average in that way. You've got to be like over the top, exceptional in in some aspect of your personality, your brain, your creativity, whatever. And so often that comes along with a hell of a lot of baggage. Like, you know, you're you're prone to the substance abuse or, you know, you mentioned Clapton, Pete Townsend. Several of them are like this. They fall in and out of love like a 15 year old. That was the thing with Eric Clapton. that was amazing. Even when he was like in his 40s and 50s, he'd see a girl and just immediately be head over heels. I want to be with you the rest of my life. Like, dude, this has failed you. How many times you're a 50 year old? You'd think you'd be on to this by now. Right, right. Yeah, Elton John, it was with dudes, obviously, but he said, listen, my pattern was I would fall madly for somebody. I'd insist they drop their life, uh, come on the road. I would treat them like a prince, and they would have everything they'd ever dreamed of, leave a lifestyle they've never dreamed of, and then I would get bored and dump them unceremoniously and move on to somebody else. But just the the f- emotional flightiness of it, yeah. constant, you know, sky high and crash, uh, romantically speaking. I think that probably goes along with your creative geniuses. Yeah, generally with these artists, said uh, reading the, uh, uh, the the story about uh, Van Gogh, most of these people, almost, in fact, without ex- without exception that I can think of, these people that I've read about, I wouldn't trade places with them. While I would love the oh, talent no. and the money and everything like that, no way I would trade places with them. Right, right. Van Gogh, Eddie Van Gogh and his brother Alex Van Gogh, exactly. the drummer, yeah. Yeah. they started with David Lee Roth. Oh. That, that's the one. Yeah. Right, yep. Yep, yep, good stuff. I and love that band. I'll, I'll throw in one final note, even though Michael's ready to wrap this up. Uh, toward, toward, hey, kiss my ass, Michael. Part, part You'll the, wrap it up when we tell you. I'm sorry. I'm I'm doing a lot of blowing, looking at a lot of no. porn right now. And I'm a little edgy. <laughs> I, was, I was happy that Red, Michael was on board to wrap this up. Cause, but uh, part of Toward Eric Clapton's, uh, you know, deciding he couldn't live this way anymore was his fishing incident really stuck out in his mind. He really prided himself on being an expert finish fisherman. That's what he he was more proud of his 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 fishing um prowess than his guitar playing. Well that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> he's really proud of how great a fisher he was. Yeah. And and so he's fishing on a bank one time and he's across this little stream from somebody else who's fishing and he gets so drunk they get it's tangled up like in his poles and everything like that in his bank <laughs> and he falls over and falls in the water and breaks his super expensive pole. <laughs> And these people saw him, and it just was like the humiliating moment that was like, this is just, I can't be this guy. Wow. And that's something? Wow. That's funny. to fish. Yeah. <laughs> really? Really? Wow. That's, that's no way to be, uh, man. Oh, that's a good oh, one. Farrah Fawcett, another hottie in that movie. There you go. Oh, well. Well, I guess that's it. Too drunk to fish. <laughs> <laughs>